Yo, what's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Two Virgos in the Mic. I'm LeVar Walker, and this is K Douglas, aka Special K. What's going on, man? Man, uh, just loving life, man. Looking forward to. I'm just reflecting on a lot of things that have happened throughout the course of another calendar year. Do you get reflective at the at the end, toward the end of, of the year and think about? Do you find yourself being more, um, you know? Reflective on what happened during the course of the year? Not necessarily. A little bit. I might get a little bit sentimental, um, but this was a great year for me, man. Not from a sentimental standpoint, but from a standpoint of just you kind of evaluate things. You start to, you find yourself evaluating not just your life and your circumstances, but just things in general, like how you think about things, how you you know, your perspective on things. And, and, and like for me, I realized that in, tw- in 2022, at the end, as I come to the end of it, I realized that there's so many things that I no longer give a fuck about. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I feel that way. I, I do feel myself maturing. I do feel like, you know, right now I'm very, very big on energy. I'm not trying to put myself into any negative situations. I'm not trying to be around any negative people. I'm trying to have this real growth set mentality, and I and I do feel like it's really helping me. I think what what brought me to this point is as as we're um, entering, like I said, the end of the year. I'm at the end of the of uh, I'm, I'm on my two week break from work where I'm not going in every day and talking about things and talking about pop culture and politics and the news of the day and all that other stuff. And I'm realizing the further I step away from that, the more I realize I truly don't care about most of the things that I have to talk about. When you say the things that you have to talk about. Like the news of the day, the... The pop culture stuff. Like, before we started, you were talking about the whole young thug gunner thing mm-hmm. because we are in Atlanta so we're saturated with this shit right you know you have thoughts about it right apparently exactly a big thought I realized that I don't give a fuck one way or the other mm-hmm. I don't care what happens in that situation I truly I don't and and I I posted something about it on Facebook last week and I said I was I was I don't remember exactly, but it was something to the effect of I'm wondering why anybody over the age of 26 makes this a priority in their life to think about. Like, why do you care? Why the fuck do you care? And somebody commented. She said, "You should care because these are young black men in a situation being railroaded, and tomorrow it could be any one of us." I said, "You are fucking nuts. It couldn't be me." Because I'm not going to put myself in any of those situations that these young black men find themselves in. Not at this stage of my life. Now, when I was in my 20s, I was in every situation they was involved in, damn near, other than murder. But (laughs) at this stage of my life, there's no fucking way I'm involving myself in any of that bullshit. Well, I find it most interesting because it just goes back to the old saying that, uh, and, and, and I really want... I have to look dead at the camera at this to all the young brothers that's out there with me growing up on the south side of Chicago, being around gangs and all that shit. Wake your ass up. Why are you so goddamn sleepy? I am not sleepy. I'm talking. Okay. I'm trying to have a good tone. You sound what you like Raphael Warnock, motherfucker. Well, shut up. So shit. 
my thing is, dude, there's no honor amongst thieves. Like, okay. like everybody continuously gets on this fucking train and they use this music shit and every nigga want to believe in the, the fucking G code and your gangster shit. Even niggas working in warehouses and working in cubicles, nigga. It, it, and it's almost like all black men have to, for whatever reason, abide by a fucking G code. I'm gonna tell, motherfucker. The G- not only am I gonna tell, I'm not gonna even get involved because, nigga, you gonna go to jail fucking with me. But the G Fuck code, that shit. Even if you're talking about on people's jobs and shit like that, if you know, like, if a nigga got a hustle going and he's, you know, put, taking shit out the back of the warehouse door, the code is. The, you know you don't tell you don't you don't get involved in the shit that's what you're talking about like like amongst black people there's a code that we we abide by the bullshit no matter what well in in the sense now of mind the, you in that example i support that because i would not 90 percent be the either the nigga who's pushing the shit out the back or i'd be the one on the end receiving the shit that's coming out the back so in in that situation i'm not disclosure gonna, i'm not gonna tell on this guy right because that's some and, corporate it don't involve you shit. right yeah, and it don't involve you but I guess it, I, I guess I only look at it because I'm not gonna do no crime because I don't want to do no time right. and I don't want to deal with no motherfucker. I, they're gonna tell. Right. The, the, the niggas gonna tell. Yeah. If you do a crime with any more than one other person, you really rolling the fucking dice. I, I mean, <laughs> if shit you, goes bad, <laughs> if these guys just look at the history of this shit, when you go back to the mafia, bro, oh, yeah. the mafia had judges, police officers. Mayors, governors, all on fucking payroll. Right. That shit crumbled because motherfuckers told because yeah. it goes back to the principle: there is no honor amongst thieves, and there's no stronger there's no stronger uh, motivator or emotion than self preservation. And when you're sitting in front of a judge, or when you're sitting across from a United States attorney, and they're telling you you're facing forty five years. In the federal penitentiary. Now, if you cooperate, it's possible we can whittle that down to five years, five years probation. And you're looking at that fucking calendar and you're seeing 2029 versus, or what was this, 2027 versus 2058. <laughs> Dude, it's. I mean, it's just a it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. So you saying you support snitching, or you just saying don't get in the situation to begin? I, with? I just say don't get involved. See, but that's that, that, but that opens up a bigger conversation because what's going on right now is there's there seems to be that like motherfuckers are drawn to the that gang that that corrupt. What like what is that lifestyle that all these niggas is involved in? The gang shit, the 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 corruption shit. Like what is this? What is this thing? This whole YSL thing and what is all that shit about? You, you know, and it goes to Jay Prince and all them people down in Houston and all this other shit. Like what is all this shit really about? And why are people in it? Like I want to say this right. We're in a time. It's twenty twenty two, and I get it. Motherfuckers living in the hood. They doing this. If you got a motherfucking cell phone and a goddamn Wi-Fi connection, nigga, you could do There are babies on YouTube making $23 million a fucking year. Doing whatever. 
this this whole notion of you have to be some type of street urchin or you gotta rob and steal, man, that shit is done, dog. Like, I don't understand this but shit. But you know what we sound like right now? We sound like Bill Cosby when he was telling niggas to pull their pants up. We sound like two old niggas that live in the suburbs <laughs> telling niggas to pull their pants up. Well, man. And go to school. But that's it, that's what you that's what you coming off as. I'm, I'm not saying that's what you are, but I'm saying because you grew up seeing that kind of stuff. Because you didn't grow up in 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 the, with the white picket fence and the two parents with the little dog and, and like you didn't grow up in pristine conditions. Neither did I. But at some point, we made choices. Now I made my choices much later in life because I did get in trouble. I did go down that road. I did get arrested. I did do time. I did all that shit. So 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 let me ask you: What made you go down? Was it because your father wasn't around? What was it? I think in a large that had a lot to do with it. And um, I think we don't put enough emphasis on how important it is for fathers to to fucking be there and 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 raise your raise your kids if if at all possible. Um, because I was kind of a rudderless ship as, as I became like a into my late teenage years and started kind of going off the rails. And my mom couldn't really a woman can't really a woman can only control a man to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, you get to. You know, you get too big for all that shit, and you like, you know, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and it got like that with my mom. She tried, but she couldn't control me. Did what the fuck I wanted to do, and I went in, went off, went off the rails, started doing, you know, antisocial shit. Which leads me to another thing. Fathers, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. The importance of fathers, like if you look at all the people in this YSL thing, if you look at the Tory Lanez, Magic Stallion thing, we're gonna get into that too. If you look at a lot of these situations and you peel back the layers, right? You peel back that fucking onion back to five, six years old, 10 years old. Where were the fucking fathers? What were these family structures like? Because I think that black people too easily dismiss the importance of a family structure. Oh, without a doubt. And I think it, it it's become so common. Like when I see another young black girl having a baby shower and she ain't pregnant. I get really irritated by that shit. Having a baby shower when she's not pregnant. Like, no, she's pre- not married. Oh. When, when when I see all these young black girls, because I got three daughters, right? Mm-hmm. I got a wife, got three daughters. I got a sister-in-law, niece. So I got a lot. I got nieces on, my, on, 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 on the other side too. So when I see all these girls, like somebody's always having a baby shower. Nine times out of ten, when my wife or my daughters or somebody going to a baby shower, nine times out of ten, the girl ain't married. She's having this baby. And I don't want to be, like, shitting on people's situation, but I always know how this shit's going to end. Oh, the baby shower, everybody's excited. The baby shower going to be grand. It's going to be great. They put all this planning into it. I know a year from now, her and this motherfucker ain't going to be together. It's going to be drama. It's going to be battling, going back and forth. He ain't shit. You taking this nigga to court. He ain't doing it. Like, I know how this shit's going to end up. So, And why do we celebrate? Like, why is this shit okay? Why is it okay that we keep celebrating single motherhood? That shit is a problem. And it leads to bigger problems down the road. So the biggest problem in our community that we face, it goes back to it's not the white man. It's the lack of the father in the home. It's the lack of family structure, lack of nuclear structure. Now, if niggas can abide by this so-called G-code, 
without even thinking about it and worried about who's snitching, who's telling, and ostracizing those who's snitching and telling, that motherfuckers can abide by doing right family values. How about the family code? How about that? How about making motherfuckers embarrassed if they not at home or they, they got broken families? Do you know how strong we would be? And Think people, about it. I mean, and people talk about, they say, well, because um, we talk about this a lot, you know, that fathers, men aren't allowed to be fathers when they're not the custodial parent, but it completely hopscotches over the issue of why are you a single parent to begin with because to me, that's that's the core of the problem. It's not that, oh, I got a baby with this chick and she won't let me come see my child. Or I got a baby with this chick and I'm paying the money, but she's still doing X, Y, and Z. The problem is, why do you have a baby with this chick? Why do you have? Now, full disclosure, I am a baby daddy. I had a kid with a woman I wasn't married to when I was 22 or 23 I had a kid with a chick my oldest son I had a kid with I never married his mom then full disclosure when he was five I met my current wife who I've been with for 29 years I met my current wife we had a child we weren't married but we were planning on getting married and we got married when my daughter was two and a half three almost right because part of the, and part of the reason behind it was because being a baby daddy and I didn't have drama with my son's mama. Well, we had our, we had a little bit of drama, but I was never on child support or any of that. But it taught me that okay, baby daddyhood is not the thing. I, I don't want to be that dude. I don't want to be that dude. Now I didn't have no guidance. I didn't have nobody coaching me to tell me that this was a bad thing. But I knew within myself that it didn't feel right to be a parent with somebody and we ain't together. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel right. So mm -hmm. I rectified the situation. I'm not saying I got married to my wife only because we had a kid, but I knew I didn't want to start this fucking pattern. Mm -hmm. And we've been together 29 years. We raised four of the kids within that marriage. And what I'm saying, so I'm not speaking from a standpoint of, Oh, I'm better than you. I know more. No, I fucked up too. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, why do, why do we not put more emphasis on, what the fuck are we doing? Because it, because it does come as down. As a community, what are we doing? It comes down to us making these choices as a culture. It's, 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 it's definitely a cultural decision, which, you know, some of that shit, like you going to shame Gunner for snitching? Shame these bitches that's lining up to have Nick Cannon's baby. Shame them. Like you should be as all these NBA outrageous. players' babies. Yeah, like you Tristan be... Thompson and all these other ones. Like like these other dudes. Uh, Diddy, right? Like these bitches having babies for Diddy. <laughs> you ain't his wife. And, what are, What are you doing? And in these situations, that's you, a social crime. In these situations, no one thinks about the long term effects that it will have on these children. Because they because they're only looking at the money. Yeah, they're only looking at the money. They're only and and the money is not gonna because my question is where's Young Thug's dad, where's Gunner's you like where are these people's fathers at? I think Thug daddy in his life. Whoa, 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 whoa what happened? Yeah, okay, don't, <laughs> don't get me killed, nigga. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. That was uh, we can edit that shit out. All right, so look. Yeah. No, but the thing is.
the thing is, I just really think that we had a place in our culture where the bullshit that we see going on, everything from the crime to the addi- the, the, the addiction to antisocial behavior, mm-hmm. it all goes back to motherfuckers ain't being raised. Mm-hmm. Like, motherfuckers ain't being raised. Like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. People ain't being, like, young people are not being raised. I agree. You know, they're, they're growing up. They're being sheltered. They're being fed. They're being clothed. But that's that's different from being raised. Like all of Nick Cannon's kids, they're going to be sheltered. They're going to be fed. They're going to be clothed. Are they going to be raised in a situation where, and I'm not passing judgment for motherfuckers say, you know, but I'm just saying, are they going to be raised? I was watching a podcast with Deb Anthony on it, who is Waka Flocka's mama. Right. And uh, she said it's so fucked up because now you have in the club, dog, like the mama, the grandmama, and the like it be generations of motherfuckers in the same club, nigga. I never thought I was like that's. Crazy. I knew a mother daughter strip stripping combination when I was working at the strip club five what four years ago. There was a mother and daughter that both danced at the club together. Did, did they get along? What the fuck you mean they they would dance they would dancing on stage together. They would do their set together. The mother was probably. 40 maybe 41 and the daughter was about 22 oh my god they were both fine as motherfucker too i ain't gonna lie did they look alike eh, not like not like my daughter and my like not like my wife and my daughters look but they you could tell they was related That's i mean the mother the mother looked the mother looked damn good she did she looked good where are we i was like what the fuck and when i found that out i was like this shit is a tragedy they thought it was they thought it was cute Oh, they thought it was cute as hell. Like everybody, everybody in the club. Oh my god, she danced with her. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, you know, I do a joke as I a do, community. I do this joke about. You remember on um, you remember on Teen Wolf? Remember when when Michael J. Fox ran home to the bathroom and his dad followed him upstairs. He in the bathroom wolfing out. He's yeah. like, Dad, don't come in the door. Right. And then his dad, let me in. And his dad knew that Michael J. Fox figured out he was a wolf and his dad turned into a wolf too and he said see son we both wolves I was wondering if like hoes go through that like the daughter go up to the room she's a whore we both hoes yeah, yeah and, she, and the mama banging on the door it's like I'm a hoe too baby and they <laughs> and they lock eye your grandmama was a hoe we just uh, hoes that's a little harsh <laughs> <laughs> like, really, what really what, what really classifies a woman to be a hoe I asked that question before too on, on social media. What really quali- What really classifies a woman to be a whore? Okay, let me ask you this. What what what, what determines that? Is it you. bodies? Is it frequency of bodies? Is it the multitude of bodies within a per- within a period of time? Like what the fuck makes a woman a whore? As a as a father of daughters, nigga, yeah. imagine I'm, I'm, if that was your baby mama and your daughter and that motherfucker dog stripping together. If my wife and my daughter were both strippers. What the fuck? Yeah. What? I mean, how? Well, you well, first of all, it wouldn't be my wife. It would be my baby mama and my daughter, because no wife would do that. No, I don't think there's a man around that would allow his wife and his daughter to both be strippers. That would be the most beta motherfucker ever. Like I can't imagine how that would even happen. <laughs> but that would be a it would be a nightmare if my daughter if one of my daughters was a stripper. Like I told my daughters, I said. 
it's really going to be hard for you to disappoint me in life. But if you came home pregnant by a no good dude or by a dude that had no potential, like if you came home pregnant and unmarried, that's, that, that's, that's a kick to the chest. <clears throat> but I understand because I, I'm, I'm human and I understand shit happens. You know, accidents happen. Shit happens. But if you came home intentionally in that situation, because I I want to be I want to have his kid and like and y'all like I would be fucking I would I would really be like digging deep within myself to see where I fucked up mm. because to me that's just that's something that that's so serious the implications the ramifications of unmarried women having babies in our community is so fucking serious to me mm-hmm. it's so deep and it leads to so many other things that and I'm, I'm and I'm not talking about I'm, and I'm not shitting on single moms. I'm not saying that women who have a kid because circumstances happen. You have a kid. I mean, you have sex with a dude. You get pregnant. You don't believe in abortion. You don't believe in whatever. And and then he turns out to be a complete piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know, I don't look. I gotta be real careful with this. Maybe he turns out to be a real piece of shit seven, eight months down the road, and you find out that he was banging three, four other chicks. He got another kid mm-hmm. over here. He got another kid over here. He got warrants. He, he He's on the run. Like, all kind of shit happens. That can end up you being a single mom. I get that. My thing is when you intentionally set out to say, okay, I want to have his baby. Um, I don't give a fuck if I got a ring. I don't give a fuck if we get married. I just want to have his baby. To me... Whatever happens as after that, however bad he shits on you and all that, I have no sympathy for you mm. because you, you this this you you asked for this. Mm. That's wild. You had that that's that's the card you pulled, mm. and that's the card you that's the hand you decided to play. That's deep, man. That's very deep. It's fucked up. I know. That's very deep. And which brings us to Meg the Stallion. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like why? <laughs> First of all, I just want to say why. Where's uh, your daddy at, Meg? Where your daddy at? Why are we allowing? Th- th- this is a lie. The the DNA evidence. So you don't believe you don't believe the story as she first put it out there. The DNA evidence on the gun is inconclusive, dude. Like right. as the, far as who shot it, Tory Lane's DNA right. is not on the gun. There's inconclusive DNA evidence if. For somebody to shoot five times, you're going to have all kind of DNA, fingerprints, nails, a little bit of hair. Mm. You're going to have that. The, the DNA is inconclusive, and they're still trying to crucify this man. I don't understand what's happening. But what I believe is that Rock Nation is trying to push this out because they probably think that this shit is like Meg would be like a new Jesse Smollett, mm. and then she won't be able to sell albums and tickets and shit like that. So they trying to keep, but I think her fan base will still support her. Her fan base is, is dysfunctional hoes. So <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I don't think young dysfunctional hoes going to be turned off by the fact that she generated all this drama. I just, for some reason, man, from, from the very beginning, I just never, and I said it on the radio and got in trouble for it. She full of shit. I said, this shit didn't happen the way she's saying it happened. And I got crucified. 
Bro, listen. If somebody <laughs> shoots you in your fucking foot, I got crucified for that shit. If somebody shoots you in your fucking foot five times, right? You ain't dancing, bitch. Not for a while. Oh, you are fucked. That you bitch know, was twerking two weeks later. Do you know how many bones in the foot? Like I how don't. many fine bones? Have you I have don't. you ever ate fish? Right. And you know you keep eating. Yeah. That's your foot. Yeah. yeah. You're fucked, bro. Like yeah. ain't no way. And you coming at it from a standpoint of being a forensic pathologist. Bro, I'm Isn't just, that kind of like being a pharmacist? Not really. No. That's way, you this, way off. This right. coming from a nigga who ain't been nowhere near nobody college. So I, I don't but know. I'm going to Google that. How many but, bones in the human foot? Look, I'm, just, okay, well, uh, I'm just doing the math on a bullet hitting a part of your body that is in the central part of your body. Dude, I have stubbed my toe and been out of commission for a month. I have hit my toe on the corner of a bedpost and been out of commission damn near for a month walking like I have a broken femur. I can't imagine if a bullet, unless it was a from a 22, unless they were shooting a 22 and a fragment hit your foot and made you bleed. I can't imagine what kind of bullet hit your foot. Especially that you were back twerking two weeks later. Especially if it's a forty caliber bullet. With Come on, hole. man, that would take piece of your foot out. You would have a missing chunk of foot, and you would probably have permanent nerve damage. And I ain't no scientist by any means. I'm a nigga that barely got out of high school, but I know if a bullet of any caliber hits your foot directly, or even grazes your foot. Dude, that's gonna that's gonna do some damage. All this shit is flesh. Your whole foot, all that flesh. I don't get how, and I, and I get where, you know, the correct, the socially correct thing to do is believe the black woman, believe this black woman. But what is it about this black woman that has led? It's not like he shot Angela Bassett. What what is it about this woman or Viola Davis? What is it about this woman that? makes you feel like she has the integrity and the character to be above line. I just want to say everybody's full of shit. It doesn't matter about race, gender, creed. Every in every race, gender, they always have a person that's a liar, a thief. It doesn't matter. You can't you have to look at the evidence for what it is and this evidence is totally inconclusive. I, I think Tory Lanez is an idiot too now. Just all things equal. All things being equal. I don't think this motherfucker's no upstanding citizen. I don't I don't think that Tory Lanez is no paragon of virtue. You know? He he's a dumbass too. And that girl who was with him, Kelsey, whatever, and it's like they were just drinking excessive amounts of liquor. They was doing whatever. Then they get in the then they arguing. They just, it's like it's just a multitude of stupid shit on top of other stupid shit on top of pointless shit on top of immature shit. And then ended up with somebody and all of that foolishness with a gun. And it is, I just say, throw the whole goddamn case away. Like if, if I'm in charge, I say, throw the whole fucking case away. If I'm the judge, I'm going to say, I tell you what, I'm about to wrap this shit up and put a bow on it. No charges, no convictions, no settlements. All of y'all get the fuck out of my courtroom and just figure it out on your own. I'm not wasting no more of the state's time with this bullshit. I don't give a fuck who shot you. I don't give a fuck if you did the shooting. I don't give a fuck if you witnessed the shooting. I don't give a fuck, Kylie, if it was at your house. All of y'all get the fuck out of my courtroom and just go somewhere and figure it out. 
Because it, it what at the end of the day, who going who gonna win from this shit being resolved? And who gives a fuck? It's exhausting. How does it affect society? If he's convicted, if she's found to be lying, if the other girl is found to be complicit, like who? This shit is pointless. I, I don't know if I'm out of touch, like, at my age, bro, but I only hear about rappers through shit like that. I've never heard a lot of their music. I Like, the boy Blueface and all these you people. You really sound like the old motherfucker. I'm the old nigga in the club, and you sound like the old nigga in the nigga, club. You're well, 10 I years younger be, than me. This nigga, I mean, I've never heard of these fucking people, bro. Like, no, they have to I do know something. Tory Lane's music. I know Meg Thee Stallion music. I rocked out to their shit. I'm probably going to rock out to some of their shit on my way out of here. Name a Tory Lane song. Um, I don't know. I don't know about name. I just know you when are I full hear this of shit. shit. I know when I hear the shit, he on some good ass songs. You I don't, don't know, know a song. I don't know that he's on the song. I know. I mean, I don't know the name of the song, but I know he when he's on the shit, it, it sound good. Name a Meg The Stallion song. Freak. Uh. Uh. God damn it, man! You put me on the spot. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. Like. They're not real rappers like Run DMC and LL Cool J and Ice Cube and them. They're not like those are what I call those are real legitimate rappers. Like these motherfuckers now, they like they here today, gone tomorrow type motherfuckers. Like three years from now, we ain't gonna be talking about Tory Lanez. Three years from now, we won't be talking about Meg Stallion. We be talking about oh, you remember? We'll be talking about Meg Stallion like we was talking about Chingy in 20, 2015. Like Chingy was a thing in 04. Chingy was not a thing in 08. I think she a bigger artist than Chingy. Okay, she, granted, she's a bigger artist than Chingy, but we ain't gonna be talking about this motherfucker five years from now. She got bars too. She Quiet does. Style. She mm-hmm. got bars. She the bitch can rap. Mm-hmm. But, but we ain't gonna. I'm just saying, no artist these days has staying power. They don't. They ain't doing no shit that's gonna live on 10, 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not. I mean, they're just not. Like, what are they gonna do? What what songs that uh, like you said I nigga I couldn't name a Tory Lane song if to save my mama life I told you that but, but you, I like I know as an artist I like shit that he's been on I just don't know what it is because I don't have my mental capacity don't store that oh kind of God. shit why the fuck would I know a Tory Lane song you lying like Meg right now I'm not lying you well, never I'm heard that honest. shit I'm being honest I've heard Tory Lane but why would I remember it. Why? Why would I remember Tory Lanez? You know some Drake songs. Because he's fucking Drake. <laughs> he's the greatest artist since fucking Elvis. Of course I know Drake songs. That motherfucker is like Elvis, right? Nobody's um, had a... Drake has been on top for 11 fucking years almost. Drake's a bad motherfucker, man. I mean, you can't put Drake in the same category as... Let me see. Tory. Drake is bad. Okay, Tory Lanez. All right. Be with you. They don't know. Sorry for what. Sincerely. Yeah, you're right. I don't know none of this motherfucking shit. I told you, Ash, you don't know none of it. Yeah, I don't know none of his shit. The te- Like, what the fuck? I don't know none of his songs. Mm-hmm. Damn, do you know any of his songs? I don't know not a one. I told you in the beginning. Dude, I'm you look- don't either. I'm, I'm looking at 15, 17, 18 Tory Lane songs. I don't know one of these motherfuckers by Bruh. name. Bro, I don't know one of them by name. I, t- I told you. I told you, you didn't know. Oh, don't play it on here because I don't want to. No, I'm not gonna. You, you, you put you it gotta, on. No, nah, get a uh, nah, strike. If you, play. If, you, if you have thirty seconds, uh, okay. I know none of his shit. 
Nah, bro. Well, we ain't gonna play it. Wow, out here. that's crazy. Hey, that's what it is, man. But Meg, I'm I'm a bigger Meg The Stallion fan, um, than I am a Tory Lanez fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of her as an artist, and I know I just shitted on her when I said she lying, and I wish they would just throw this whole fucking case away. But I am a fan. I like Meg. Like if I saw her at a party, I'd be like, "Hey, Meg, did, I like your shit." And did, if she said, "Ooh, yeah." I like you too, and I want to. Okay. Do you know what was most awkward about this case? Was so that, they had to go through her sexual history, and she's in a relationship. Okay, wait, right wait, now. wait, 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 wait. What do you mean they had to go through her sexual history? About they had to name motherfuckers that she was fucking. Why? What they got to do with her getting shot in the foot? I, I guess to show promiscuity because no, she fucked Tori. Well, she was. Well, she said in that Gail King interview that they weren't involved in any kind of a. Uh, 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 you know, romantic situation. That but then she had to come back and say, "Okay, yeah," because he was bang- apparently he was banging her and her friend. Mm-hmm. He had he had smashed both of them. Which props to him on that because the niggas like five two. So props to you on being a midget. We did that fucking we, these we, two big bitches. We talked about that the last episode. Short niggas. <laughs> we gave him his love. Shout out to the short niggas out here giving it in. I, hey, look, nigga, I ain't mad at you on that. Now the fact that he wasn't able to pull it off with both of them together, that speaks to your pimping being slacking. You should have been able to pull that threesome but, off, nigga. But hold on, what was sad? Cause she's in a relationship now, and her boyfriend was kind of party sad. Fontaine party. Uh, yeah, he was a little. She sad. said with him. Yeah, he he was a little sad about hearing all of these. Ain't that nigga knew? He knew who the fuck he was going. He was getting with. He knew she wasn't coming fresh out the uh, uh, fresh out the box. He knew she had some miles on her, bro. Mm. He knew when he pulled that off the lot, there was not no one owner. Yeah, but but you know, low that, mileage. But, but you don't want to hear it in the public. Shit. Yeah, but he got, knew. Man, you got to see these niggas in video and TV. Ugh. He fucking knew. Yeah, that's the one thing. I'm glad, yeah, you don't want to know that your woman was fucking uh, a famous dude. Mm-hmm. You don't want a woman that, but she was, she, was she with any athletes that we know of? I don't know. I'm trying to pull that's, that up, that, man. That'd be really bad. If you're like, if your chick been with an athlete, that, that that's some shoes you really don't want to try to fill. Especially mm-hmm. if she been with a nigga that played football, like a defensive back, motherfucking strong safety or some shit like that. Strong safety nigga, about 6'3", about 230, I, all muscle, <laughs> strong core. That nigga, that, nigga, that nigga core is real knocking, strong. Knocking the bottom out oh there. Oh, my nigga. God. That nigga's tan of... Ooh. I, I, I'm trying to find the coverage of where she actually had to say that. Okay, but why? We, do we really want to put this woman's sexual history out there? Well, it's like, already out there. I'm just reading oh, what they man, report. damn. I'm reading. What so you saying that you think this just this, this might cause some friction between her and party? Well, they say he feel bad. Yeah, but I think that that yeah, but that uh, I'm just looking at her and and judging based on her persona. Mm-hmm. That thing probably hit so good, boy. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, now, that thing probably hit good. She wasn't raised with her father in her life. Oh, you are just a piece. She of lost shit. her mom at an early age, so oh. she was very distraught about that. Uh, no, she would. That was a tragedy. Women who go through tragedy. No, <laughs> this is going down a dark hole, buddy. This Women is- that go through a tragic situation at a young age. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm saying what people know. Women who go through a tragic, and there's nothing more tragic than losing a parent, especially if that's your only parent. 
That's very tragic. And 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 it's very it's a heartbreaking situation. But the man who comes into your life after that, especially and she you a heavy drinker and you like to party and shit. Oh my god. You in for a fucking ride, bro? Cuz all that emotional shit that you got pent up inside of you is going to come out through the cat. I'm uh, I'm just saying what it is. Mm, yeah, this is. I, I'm hey, look, this. I didn't write the book. I'm pulling. I'm out just of this. reading what's. <laughs> I'm pulling out of this, man. I can't. I can't do this. So, what else is going on, man? What else is going on out there in the world, dude? I. I just think that going into a new year. Going into a new year, I'm really evaluating. What am I at? Like I talk about all we talk about this cultural shit and how this cultural is this culture is so detrimental to us as a people mm-hmm. as where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding myself thinking like what the fuck am I doing to make it better or should I even care? Like should I even like at one point I wanted to start this foundation, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to do this whole foundational thing where um and i thought about a lot of the shit when i was locked up because when you locked up you try to think about all the good you can bring to the world because you know you contemplating shit you getting close to the lord you do a lot of shit when you locked up you have very uh uh uh, uh positive uh thoughts about how you can contribute to society when you get out and then of course you get out and three months later you forgot about all that shit but i was thinking like what can i do to help like we got so many wayward young men in our community and we sit here as older dudes we talk about the shit but what are we doing like what are you doing to help i can tell you so i just joined i've recently just joined i've reactivated my uh, turn this shit around my status uh in cap alpha Psi. i'm active now and okay I, and i've just joined the uh alumni chapter so I plan on getting involved with the, the Kappas. We have a guide right program, which mm-hmm. uh, kind of mentors uh, the youth. And now, does that mentor youth that are in like at risk situations, or it mentors youth that are potential future Kappas? No, just all youth, man. It, so it, just you. Youth, to, yeah. So so y'all may go into a community. Yeah. That's got see, and that's the kind of thing I wanted to do. I had yeah. a program called Project One Eighty. I had, I mean, mm-hmm. I had put this shit together. Finna put together a, a 501c3c or, or whatever whatever the f- you call the shit, where it's uh, mentoring uh, at-risk youth between the ages of I think it was um, I think it was like seven and sixteen or some shit like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and where I would pull together guys like myself who went down the wrong path early turned it around mm-hmm. 180 degrees to go in the right direction mm-hmm. and i hate when i hear people say he turned it around 360 degrees no motherfucker you turned around 180 degrees because 360 puts you right back where the fuck you started at right anyway that's the first going me I, I need shit to be right i need shit to be right but and i and i put that on the shelf about 15 years ago and never revisited it and i'm and at the end and now i'm thinking about it again like I talk a lot of shit about what's wrong with the community and single moms and boys being raised without father. But I'm like, what the fuck am I doing to make it better? Like, and do I owe a, a responsibility if I'm going to talk about it to kind of like put something back in it? Do, 
do do I need to do that to be able to look at myself in the mirror every day and be like, you know what? At least I'm trying. True. If I'm helping one or two or, you know, a couple of, and I try to do it with younger guys that come into my circle through my kids or whatever, but should I really put emphasis on, I don't know about starting a foundation, but I got a, I feel like I got a lot of, a lot of knowledge. I feel like I have a lot of wisdom that I've gained throughout the years and I feel like I have a platform now that maybe I didn't have 15 years ago. And maybe that was the issue. I didn't have the platform then that I have now. But should I put something like that together? Seriously. You should, man. And and recruit some people because I have, I have some resources now that I didn't have then. I could get a, a building. Like, I could do a lot of shit. But then again, do I want that burden on me of trying to save the community? Because I get very frustrated very quickly with shit. When shit ain't going the way I wanted to go, I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then I get overly emotionally involved with people. Mm-hmm. Like if I meet a young guy who, dude, I had a kid who used to uh, communicate with me on Twitter. He listened to the morning show all the time. And he would go back and forth with me on Twitter and on my Instagram, just like, you know, roasted me and shit like that. And then he told me he, he well, I would roast him when he, and he told me he was 17. Then he started telling me he was having problems at school. Then he started hitting me up with, hey, Kay, you know, when you got time, I really want to share a situation with you. And he sent me a long ass email about some shit he was going through with his mom. His dad is not in the house. His mom is dating some guy. He feels alone. And I felt sucked in and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to care about this because I don't know how much I can help you. He don't even, he lives in Canada, but this kid was communicating with me on a regular basis. And I'm like, fuck, I can't, I'm too, like, what's the word I'm looking I'm too emotional to get caught up in some shit like that. Cause I really start caring and then I really start worrying and then I really start feeling responsible you know, you can you relate to what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a typical Virgo trait. Loyalty to a fault. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn. And then I stopped communicating with him. Yeah, it's, dude, I can't. I have to keep people at a distance. Yeah, bro. I'm like, ah, I, I can't have to. This shit. I have to keep. I can't. I'm very, very cautious about who I let in my space, right. man. Gotta be, bro. I, but I do, but I do feel like in 2023. And I hate all that end of the year, first of the year proclamation, and this is the year that I'm going to do this and that and the other. But I really do feel like because it bothers me so much, um, you know, what the, the state of the community, I don't see myself as a community leader. I don't see myself as a community activist. I don't see myself as a savior of any by any means. Well, I would say this is one of the biggest things you're doing is you're being a father in the home. And I think that's a huge thing. You're, you're, a, you're a dad in the house with your wife and children. And that helps the community out even more than that. You know By keeping I mean? one less, well, well, I, well four less. Yeah, exactly. five less problematic well, just, people just, in the community just doing shit. Just having that responsibility. Because like, sometimes motherfuckers call me out and I have to tell them, motherfucker, I'm in the house with my child. Fuck you. You know what I mean? I have to tell them, man. So that's a great thing, man. But I but do you take care of the other kid? Yeah, okay. that you have the one that the okay. wife don't know about. Okay, the half white one. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any other children outside. That's it. All I got is just 
my one son and my wife. And that's it. No kids on the outside. That, that's and see, and that's commendable. Because I, I know you I were just, slaying hoes before you got married. No, I wasn't getting a lot of pussy. I know you was running through. <laughs> not really. Not really nah, running I through the most. I wasn't a lot of pussy. Not really running through the most before my you thing, got married. I did my thing, but I didn't that. Oh, man. I you wasn't was, racking up I, the numbers, bro. Okay, you wasn't just like, God damn. Well, I'm very picky, man. I got to like you. Yeah. Some motherfuckers catfish. Just fuck yeah. anything to be fucking. I I can't. Ugh, I yeah. can't do that. Some people do that. <laughs> so I guess uh, we coming to an end. Uh, yeah. So I will be at the Arlington Draft House. I'm saying this every week because that's the only date I got on the books right now. Arlington yeah. Draft House, 24th and 25th. And it looked like I'll be doing Conclave, too. Yeah, them dates. For yeah, Cap Alpha yeah, Side. Them, them, them goddamn dates be like, who? I'm doing a blues concert, man. I'm doing a blues show in, um, uh, keep talking while I find this shit, in Apopka, Apopka, Florida. With who? It's a, it's a blues, here it is. It's the Southern Soul festival and it's uh tucker king george tina p dj trucker it's the southern soul festival and you hosting this event G- tucker jeter jones king george uh tina p dj trucker hosted by comedian special k from the ricky smiley morning show like some white linen shit it looked like they couldn't afford to get frankie beverly hosted so they, by a, com- a popka amp amphitheater south side of orlando so they couldn't afford frankie beverly and Mays, and that's what they Hey man, and I, you know I did a blues show before. Well, it wasn't really blues; it was an old school show. I did it in Macon. I hosted it. It was um, it was the Mary Jane Girls, mm-hmm. uh, Timex Social Club, mm-hmm. no Club Nouveau, okay, Club Nouveau, Mary Jane Girls, um, Lenny Williams, mm-hmm. The Whispers, okay, and uh, and this other blues singer. I had the most fucking fun ever. Like, dude, the crowd was old as shit, right? Like, it was nobody in that crowd was under 40, 44. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the crowd. It was outside. It was it was in it was on a football field, dude. I had so much fucking fun. I did a, a old school dance contest mm-hmm. for twenty dollars with a twenty dollar prize. When I tell you the motherfuckers was running up there to get in that contest and was cutting up for that twenty, mm-hmm. dog, I had a good ass time, man. I had a good ass time. So Lenny Williams like, came out and did two songs off his new album. I said, "Nigga, if you don't get to that, because oh, I love you." And two, and ain't nobody come to hear your new shit. Look, you ninety two in January. We start filming season two of Life and Beth. Life so and Beth good. on Hulu. That's good, man. They got me in there this season, man. They Starring Amy my Schumer. Face will be all throughout. How many? How many? How many uh, episodes you doing? Seven, I think. You're 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 featuring in seven episodes. Mm-hmm. That's good shit. Yeah, bro. Because they only do what nine. They only know so, and you're in seven. Though? I'm in there, man. Motherfucker, you in there? I'm in there, baby. We so. gonna be on the road later on next year. I, I bet. Look, baby, we gonna be on the road, nigga. I bet, hey, when I, you blow up and start I, doing these white clubs, I, nigga, I, I think I'm like, open the neck. I, dude, I still think your biggest thing is your social media. I don't think television sales tickets. I just want to work for you. Hit That's what I'm trying to get to. Y'all hear this I shit. just want to say I'm on the road opening for LeBar. Well, I guess we can wrap this up. Shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm this Meg fan. the Stallion shit has gotten me fucking exhausted and parched. So, yeah, I know, right? It. 
This is episode two Virgos in the mic. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Royalcomedytour.com. That's Go right. Royal Comedy get Tour. Those dates. Arlington Draft House for me, 23rd, 24th. So I need all of Virginia to pull up on your boy. Miami Comedy Festival, January 14th and 15th. Come see your boy. I'll be there. Dope. All right. Peace. <laughs>